God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And guess what? Leonore Kravota is with us again today. Yes, hey, I'm back. Leonore. So you've, it's been a while, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I have. I actually haven't been on for a full week, which is very unusual. But, but I've you been have busy. been working long hours. I know that. I've been, I've been busy with some projects in D.C., but I am back today, so I'm happy to be here. Well, there's so much that's been happening Um you know, uh, around the world, really. But, you know, one of the things that I take comfort in, I watched Fox and Friends for the first time today, just like uh, 40 minutes of it. Yeah. And they they were covering today everything that we had been covering all week. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're getting back to their roots again. Yeah. I, I don't know, because I haven't watched them in months and months. Um, but uh, I decided I would do that, and... Um, and uh, I wasn't missing much. That's number one. They're still not together. <laughs> they're not on the couch. No. I guess. Uh, no, no, they're in a studio. They're in they're the in stu- a, they are in the studio. No, hence the word couch. Right, right. Oh, I don't think the couch is ever coming back. No, no, no. The, uh, Steve Ducey just said today yeah. that tomorrow they'll be on an extended couch. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I guess that's good news. For me, who cares? But <laughs> I don't even watch the show. But I will say this. They were covering um, a lot of the things that we've been covering, um, particularly where it comes into something we talked about yesterday and the day before, um, and that was the CDC taking guidelines from the teachers' unions. Yeah. So in other words, the CDC is integrating into the recommendations the demands of unions, including the American Federation of Teachers, headed by Randy Weingarten. So if ever there's an example of uh, cronyism and lobbying, that's it. Well, because the teachers' unions, they, they, they're a lot less rich today than they were, say, seven years ago. I remember when we were looking at a midterm election— and we were looking at the two teachers unions spending 
um, upwards of uh, $44 million or something. Now they're spending about, this one particular teacher's union is spending about $20 million, $19.9889 uh, of the $20 million goes to Democrats. Mm-hmm. Virtually over 99% of all teacher's unions' political campaign donations went to Joe Biden, Act Blue, Black Lives Matter, and all these slush fund funneling uh, groups uh, that are designed to stir up trouble, divide America, and fundraise uh, on the emotional backs of ignorant libtards. And that's really what it's been, been, is they they go into the inner cities where people are ill-informed, and they try to create stoke the flames of racial tension and divide and these people don't know that they're being played right they don't know that there's this is just a diversionary tactic to get you to reach into your pocket and try to make the pain go away and the problems go away by donating to act blue because they don't take the time to go to the website black lives matter Marxist for hire and see that the donate button actually goes to a URL, the Uniform Resource Locator, with an internet protocol IP that goes direct. That's something that Mike Lindell didn't know about mm. on Kindle. Is on the um, Jimmy Kimmel show, the, uh, he didn't know what IP was. But uh, he shouldn't. He's, he makes pillows, right? <laughs> um, but in any case... Uh, they they, they don't they don't realize that 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 Black Lives Matter is playing them for fools, and they're being financed to the point where the head of the Black Lives Matter people they're buying four million dollar homes yeah. in the Caribbean yeah. in L A yeah. in other places throughout California, and what they're doing with these ninety seven executive orders in the first hundred days that Biden signed on immigration alone where they've created the crisis is they are trying to reshape our electorate yeah by excuse me god bless you <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying yeah. to reshape our electorate well they're trying to reshape it and they're moving people directly to places in our country uh, outside of the border now mm-hmm. so you know, when you see people like uh, uh, Cindy McCain talking about how ludicrous the AZ audit is, or when you see uh, people like Liz Cheney talking about it's over, this is, uh, what did she call it? She called it a uh, the big lie, yeah. right? Uh, Liz Cheney. What they're trying to do is they're trying to put their hand out. It's, it's a token it's a it's a tea leaf. It's a token. It's a basically I got your back. You get you get mine. So the next place to set up shop for these Dominion voting machines and rigged balloting and importing of illegals whose heads will be branded an ID without them even knowing, and they'll be converted into a registered voter who will be then converted into a ballot, who will then be converted into not just a ballot, but 
a vote that will get Liz Cheney elected. And as Donald Trump just recently warned, since the time we had him on, uh, we had the uh, interview on with Maria Bartiroma, he he warned that uh, you watch the GOP is going to have a whole bunch of candidates go after Liz Cheney. Now, see that would be a trap when MAGAPAC and BugleCall.org go after Liz Cheney with our own America First candidate. That would be sort of like what they're trying to do. It's not that you would divide the party down into one. It would be dividing the party into and splinter it into like seven candidates. That would be a mistake. And the mistake would be made because what you would have is you would have a sure winner in the Democrat. Absolutely. In Wyoming. Because you would have crumbs. You would have 12. And, and not only that, but Liz Cheney probably has 12% locked in. And it would be these other upstarts, these other America first Trumpian patriots. But if you get one of them, that's great. If you just get one Trump candidate, Trump supported candidate, America first to make America great again candidate, that would be great. But watch out for Wyoming because there's going to be a lot of tricks played by the Cheneys in Wyoming. And one of them, one of the plays is going to be for sure multiple GOP candidates. And Liz Cheney's going to say proudly, well, that just shows you that the GOP is, has a big tent and we're alive, well, and strong. That's going to be platitudes, but she's going to be the one to benefit from that. So there's a lot of tricks being played. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Alaska does the same thing. Because Diane Feinstein owns Lisa Murkowski, uh, owes Lisa Murkowski a debt of gratitude for some of the votes that Lisa Murkowski has given to Diane Feinstein, particularly as it relates to the benefit factor, which would be China in Diane Feinstein's case. So there's a lot of uh, things in play. I think Adam Kisniger is cooked, but those are all the different things that we're talking about. I wanted to finish up a clip uh, from Tucker Carlson just to give you a little bit more uh, dosage of the sham that we've been experiencing. And then we're going to get over to COVID. Then we're going to get over to uh, talk a little bit about immigration. But I told you that we had one more clip that I wanted to play related to Tucker Carlson and uh, Frank Luntz. This is the one where he talks about how they're roommates. So let's take a listen. Luntz. Luntz lobbies. He's not a registered lobbyist, but he lobbies on behalf of some of the world's most left-wing corporations. A lot of people do that. Here's the interesting thing about Frank Luntz. At the same time he's doing that, he also advises the leadership of the Republican Party. So Frank Luntz works for Google and Nike and Delta Airlines, among many others. Several years ago, Frank Luntz advised the makers of OxyContin, on how to blame rural Americans as thousands of young people in rural America drop dead of opioid ODs. Frank Luntz did that. So he's not someone that normal people would go to for advice. And if you were running the Republican Party, you definitely wouldn't because Frank Luntz is effectively a Democrat. We know this 
because we've listened to him. Now, Luntz typically launders his own opinions through the pseudoscientific focus groups that he conducts, but in real life, his views, make no mistake, bear no resemblance whatsoever to the views of actual Republican voters. So again, the question is, how did someone like this wind up with so much influence in the Republican Party? Why do Republican officials listen more carefully to Frank Luntz than they listen to their own voters? That is a mystery. A lot of people have asked that question in Washington. And as of three days ago, here was our best guess for why. So why does Frank Luntz remain a fixture in Republican politics at a time when the companies he works for are opposed to the Republican Party, explicitly so? Well, in part because he is particularly close to the House Minority Leader, Kevin McCarthy of California, and has been since McCarthy entered politics. In an interview earlier this year, Luntz described Kevin McCarthy as a personal friend. And that relationship gives Frank Luntz outsized influence over the Republican Party's policy positions. So Luntz is a personal friend of Kevin McCarthy's, who's the top-ranking Republican in the House. That's what we said. Turns out we didn't know the half of it. Over the weekend, we got a call from a source who said that, in fact... Frank Luntz and Kevin McCarthy are not simply friends, they're roommates. Kevin McCarthy lives in Frank Luntz's apartment in downtown Washington. That's what we were told, and honestly, we did not believe it. The top Republican in the House lives with a Google lobbyist? Come on, come on. Even by the sleazy and corrupt standards of politics in Washington, that did not seem possible. In fact, it sounded like a joke. But this morning, since we heard it, we called to check with Kevin McCarthy's spokeswoman. And when we raised this, she all but chuckled at the suggestion. No, when he's in Washington, she told us, Kevin McCarthy rents hotel rooms or sleeps in his office in the Capitol. He certainly isn't living with Frank Luntz. Okay, and that seemed logical to us. But we did press a little bit because we got the tip from someone we consider reliable and we just wanted to be sure. So the spokeswoman said she would get back to us. Two hours later, we got this text, quote, following up on our conversation from earlier today. Because of the pandemic, McCarthy has rented a room in Washington at a fair market price from Frank Luntz. So actually, the top Republican in the House does live with someone who lobbies for Google. Mystery solved. Not only are they friends, they're roommates. So now you know why they listen to Frank Luntz, but they don't listen to you. No matter how cynical you become lately watching Washington, that's still a pretty remarkable thing to learn. But other questions remain. For example, what did the coronavirus pandemic have to do with Kevin McCarthy's choice of apartments? The Chinese unleash a virus on the world and all of a sudden congressional leaders have to live with Frank Luntz? Was there CDC guidance on that? If so, we missed it. If anything, COVID increased the number of housing options in Washington, D.C. In some places, apartment prices fell but not in Frank Luntz's building. Frank Luntz lives in one of the most expensive buildings in Washington. We pulled the deed and we checked. The estimate that we found shows that Luntz's condo in the fashionable Penn Quarter part of the city would likely rent for over $5,000 a month. That's the quote, fair market price. So the question is, is Kevin McCarthy paying $5,000 every month to Frank Luntz to live in his house? We would love to know the answer. We asked several times of his office and no one got back to us with an answer. If Kevin McCarthy isn't paying market price, he is likely violating house ethics rules on taking gifts. 
And someday, we have no doubt, we will find out exactly what he is paying. But no matter what he's paying, as far as we're concerned, the price of the apartment is not the crime here. Kevin McCarthy's real crime is mocking his voters. Kevin McCarthy promises Republicans he shares their values. He tells them he's on their side. He says that he will fight for them against permanent Washington, the forces that would like to destroy their lives. Voters believe Kevin McCarthy when he says this. They send him back to office every two years. They send him money. And at the end of the day, Kevin McCarthy goes home to Frank Luntz's apartment in Penn Quarter, and he laughs about it. You could take the boy out of California, but you can't take the California out of the boy. You know, it's so interesting. Whenever you have these questionable living arrangements, they always say something like they rented a, an apartment <laughs> at a fair market value. I remember, I can't think of what it is now, but there was some scandal about somebody living in somebody's apartment a few years ago, and they kept saying it was a fair market value. Yeah, but it was a little questionable because, <laughs> you know, still, there wasn't another place he could live. I mean, it's just very bizarre. Right. I mean, it, it, it makes me chuckle, although it shouldn't. I should be shocked and, and amazed. So there, there is this uh, expose uh, related to immigration. And, you know, the things that are going on with immigration down along the border are, you know, people are talking about Kamala Harris failing and not going to the border and talking about the triangle, you know, Honduras and El Salvador and... Um, she says it's a priority, but she hasn't been there yet. She's made many other stops in the last yeah, few weeks. But then she's talking about all this like global, um, you know, uh, alliance, like Japan's going to help. You know, everybody knows that they're so they're, they're giving money to these countries in order to help, or they're giving money to these people to help keep them at bay. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to stop them from coming. That's all that is, is that's that's money going to be used for the bro- brochure to promote the immigration. Somebody's got to pay for those T-shirts. Somebody has to pay for the T-shirts that, that say, say they love Biden. Biden. let us in. Biden nobody let loves us Biden in. organically. <laughs> you know, they got to buy that stuff. You mean stuff. he's an acquired taste? You I guess buy, that's No, it. he's a bought taste. Okay, that's a bought love. Well, acquired means bought. Money can't buy me love. <laughs> money can buy me the image of love. Yeah. You know, if you're Biden. Um, the idea though, is where Trump had it right is Trump said, when we played that clip with Maria last week, he said that, you know, um, they're going to be giving them $4 billion. It turns out they are giving them $4 billion. Yeah. And he said, we were giving, we were giving them three, 300 or certain hundreds of millions of dollars and we withdrew it. We, we, Pulled the plug on it. All you have to do with these tri- triangle nations yeah. is all you have to do is you have to say, look, we want the immigration to stop. We want you to get control of your border in El Salvador, Honduras, and there's one other country, and I forget what it is. Yeah. Um, and we want you to get rid of... It's not Colombia either. It's, it's one other. Um, but it's... Uh, we want you to get rid of. We want you to control your border. We want you to. We wanted to, you to prevent this problem from happening. Yeah, and we will turn the faucet back on, and you'll get your three hundred million dollars. Great, and guess what? According to Donald Trump, they did that. Yeah, 
And then and then Mexico, they put, you know, all this fortification of like 28,000 troops along their southern border. And then we were able to uh, manage, particularly with the wall, uh, one of the things that Biden did recently is he returned the Pentagon funds mm-hmm. back to the Pentagon accounts. Right. Away from the wall. Right. So he defunded the wall building. And you wonder why they're doing it. Of course, we know exactly why. It's all about votes. And what we've been talking about for months on the Scott Adams Show, it's all about taking a piece of cattle, branding it with an ID, converting that brand into a registration, converting that registration into a ballot, converting that ballot into a vote, and putting that ballot registration and everything that goes along with it in a battleground district. This time they're so much more sophisticated because they're so brazen. They know they don't have to answer to the media because the media has been bought by China. And they already have China at bay because they are complicit with aiding and abetting China. And so, you know, basically this this global thing is all about stealing America. But the good news, the good news is that Kansas has a new voter registration uh, bill right. that they passed through their legislature. And Texas has one. And all these corporations, though, are against it. Levi, all these brands that yeah. you thought you knew yeah. and loved, Patagonia, all of them hate election integrity. All of them support election fraud. That's the, that's the killer. But we, we can't, just like Ted Cruz said, I'm no longer going to take corporate donations because they don't have America's interest at heart. Corporations have shown that they are not representing the American people. They're Amer- representing their globalist interests, their, their access to slave labor markets in China, their access to unfair advantages and trade practices on a global scale that allow them to underprice mom-and-pop shops throughout America and destroy and gentrify our identity. And that's exactly what's going on. But there was this um, expose along the border where he says 3,000 trafficked women rescued were all pregnant. Let's take a listen. ...immigrant operation, and they're running three dozen pregnant women and a bunch of other mothers and children up to the Catholic facilities right now as we speak. They tried to call the police to get media off the property, and the police know that what they're doing is trying to stop our First Amendment right from happening. So here you go, folks. This happens all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Take a look for yourself. And what we're watching right now are every one of these women walking across the train tracks. They're pregnant. Every single one of them. Look at how young some of these pregnant girls are. What is happening? This is absolutely heartbreaking. In America, that's happening. Terrible. Over 3,000 women were impregnated only to have those children sold on to the elite. Wow, that is disturbing. Um, that's uh, just another disturbing story. 
um, of the exploitation that's going along the border. Um, I want to play something about COVID because we're also talking today about how the CDC is answering to the teachers Teachers union and talk about the politicization. And we're going to talk once again about my favorite topic, masks. Yeah, yeah, we're, we have a big segment on that today as well. So we have a lot going on, but let's take a listen to Dr. Siegel from Fox News. He's on Greg Gutfeld's show, and this is uh, a post from a person that uh, um, is on Twitter. I'm going to give you a choice. Yeah. Choice one, it came from a back camp in southern China, made its way thousands of miles north, via a wet market, transformed into another creature, this ugly pangolin, mm-hmm. and then over one day, suddenly jumped to humans. Yeah. Or choice B, there's the Wuhan Institute of Virology that the NIH was funding with money to do gain-of-function research. NIH is funded mm-hmm. thanks to Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Uh, well, no, Dr. Fauci works for NIH, but NIH was funding the Wuhan Laboratory. Right, that's, what that's I meant true. To say. Yeah. yeah. Where they take back so coronavirus and manipulate north via a wet market, transformed into another creature, this ugly pangolin, mm-hmm. and then over one day suddenly jump to humans. Yeah. Or choice B, there's the Wuhan Institute choice of Virology B. that the NIH was funding with money to do gain of function research, where they take back coronaviruses right. and manipulate them yeah. to try to spread human to human. And by the way, at that lab. Lab workers got sick in mm. the fall of 2019 and went home with COVID-like symptoms. Right. And the Chinese military was involved with this lab. Yes. Mm-hmm. I wonder which story is more likely. You're absolutely right. By the way, just to point out, wet market does is not... I'm going to give you so a choice. It, yeah. it was option B, folks. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was option B. And it was that kind of study that I posted 30 days ago yeah. on Facebook right. by Dr. Yen who came up with that study and said that these were purposefully sent out as as a like uh, considered to be like a bioweapon. Yeah. Why in the world would you ever take a a virus from a that's animal to animal but not animal to human transfer? It's why your dogs aren't wearing masks, right? I mean, it's... Some dogs are. Yeah, well... (laughs) In the tonier neighborhoods, the dogs are wearing masks. What's a tonier neighborhood? The the high-end neighborhoods. (laughs) That's an old-fashioned word, tonier neighbor. (laughs) Very old-fashioned word. Yeah, and very liberal. I'm so liberal. Even my dog is protected. Well, you know how we would make jokes about how dogs would you, we would laugh about the dogs and the sweaters. Yeah. Well, think about the people now. The same people that would put their dog in a sweater are now putting you know a fancy mask on their dog. We, we know a guy that has a military background, and we know him quite well. Actually, literally, <laughs> we're driving down in, in this nice neighborhood, and the couple of these little dogs, you know, had the sweaters and the you know fancy outfits, you know. And he just goes like, that's total bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, look at that. They're descendants from, these are, the dogs are descendants from wolves. And, you know, it was this whole thing about the yeah. wussification of dogs. So he just went off, you know, about the uh, descendants of wolves and this and that. And look at that dog. But it is, but it is emblematic of what is happening. People are losing their backbone. Yeah. Just as our animals are losing their backbones. Yeah, it's it's absolutely it. Our culture is too, and that's the that's the scary part. But there's a, there's still a lot of good. 
there's still a lot of good. And I want to say something, too. Uh, I want to read a couple of tweets, and then we're going to get into our feature uh, article uh, that we're going to, and topic that we're going to go with. But um, I wanted to, uh, wow, I'm a little too far back. Let's see. Cat Turd writes, I don't need permission from the CDC to do anything, no matter how many times I read the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. They're not in it, right? And, um, all right, so right right here. Breaking, Verizon sells Yahoo. This is kind of interesting. Yahoo and AOL businesses to Apollo for $5 billion. So Verizon sold off Yahoo and AOL. You wonder how that's going to affect online stuff yeah right uh why would any parent pay two hundred thousand dollars to send their children to college to be taught worthless woke anti-american nonsense it's a great question Well, people have been asking that for about 40 years yeah and uh, it's just gotten worse another tweet 15 months of to flatten the middle class and small businesses while making mega corporations five times richer well, I, you know, as you know, I participated in an event a few weeks ago about this very topic, you know, about the cronyism where all the the uh, smaller businesses, you know, weren't getting the same breaks in terms of opening their their spaces as the big ones were, and they certainly weren't getting the handouts from the Paycheck Protection Program as some of the larger. Now, businesses I read this were. one earlier in the week uh, where it was just in Germany's Oktoberfest had been canceled, and I said, well, that's one way to get rid of. To get people to forget their identity and cancel their culture, while at the same time wearing masks, avoid talking to each other, congregate against church, or find love with their future soulmates. All things that once were more important than government, and they still are, really, but what these globalists have in mind is to put a stop to a lot of these things. They're eradicating community, particularly local community. That's right. You know, and it's it's something that we got to get ahead of. We can't we can't let them get away with it. And what is your take on Bill and Melinda Gates getting divorced? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't studied it all that much, but all there's got to be something more th- to th- it. Th- than there's that. probably something more to it. But you know, when, forget about all the enormous wealth. But when you have, I think they have three kids. You have, you know, you have children together. You've been together a long time. You kind of wonder. You know, this is just a broader question: Why people suddenly decide to split up? And in his particular case, I mean, this was, she was, I think, a marketing employee. She was, she met him while employed there. So, you know, this is a long alliance, a long relationship. I, I wonder, I don't know. 52 migrants found in Texas human smuggling stash houses near border. That's one thing that's happening. Uh, Iranian fish shipments were sent to Kuwait full of drugs. So these fish are being full of drugs. The mm-hmm. first thing I thought of. Mitch, cocaine Mitch. Uh-huh. Because that, that's not just happening in the Middle East or in the Mediterranean. That's also happening in, uh, in the, throughout the Asian seas. And um, <clears throat> I want to say there's a new rock star in town, too. And we're going to play this woman from the European Union. And then we are going to get to this, um, this really great topic about how COVID is used as a weapon for teachers' unions and and other, other, uh, other areas within business and culture used as a weapon uh, to gain ground. And we've created like a perpetuating monster 
with this COVID. And we're going to cover this a little later in the show. But the Bradford File writes, Dr. Fauci is not a scientist. He's a swamp whore who will say anything to stay relevant. Emerald Robinson said, the big lie is that Liz Cheney is one of the leaders of the GOP. Emerald Robinson writes, Kevin McCarthy and Frank Luntz living together in D.C. tells you everything you need to know about the feckless GOP. It explains everything. One of the great metaphors of our times. Will Chamberlain writes, today we... Today would be a great day to remove Liz Cheney from GOP leadership. And the joke there is any day is a good day for that. Disclosed TV says high ranking Swiss embassy employee number 51, uh, who represents U.S. diplomatic interest in Iran, plunged to her death from 17th floor of a high rise rebuilt uh, building in northern Tehran. Huh, I wonder what that was about. And you still have these woke teachers hating cops. There's yeah. a, a really bad episode of a cop being mistreated by, um, you know, by uh, this woman. Uh, it says here, meme of the year, evidence that the pandemic was planned. In 2015, Rothschild patented a test kit for COVID-19. In 2017 and 2018, hundreds of millions of COVID-19 test kits were distributed worldwide. Lyrics of a 2013 song called Pandemic said, 2020 coronavirus body stacking. How do you write that in 2013? Hmm. In 2010, a scenario about the pandemic was written, saying the goal was to create new levels of global control. In 2018, Fauci guaranteed a surprise outbreak to occur within two years. I saw that with my own eyes. In 2018, a video showed a global pandemic starting in China in the area of Wuhan. Two months before the outbreak, Bill Gates organized a coronavirus pandemic exercise. Remember that thing that they had in New York? Yeah. That was it. Um, also, uh, I love this guy. I want to play this. This is very entertaining. Let's take a listen. <laughs> now, there's one F-bomb now, that I'm going to try to... you guys don't understand stop. who is behind me right here. These are 100% of the people that I would ask these questions to. If masks work, then why six feet? And if six feet work, why the mask? But if both of them work, why the lockdown? But imagine if all three works, then my question would be, why the vaccine? Mm. And if the vaccine is safe, why the no liability clause? But the main question, why the fuck is Dr. Fauci in a photo with George Soros? <laughs> so he's standing in front of a picture with Dr. Fauci and George Soros. Why is Fauci with Soros, right? Yeah. And he's saying, if the masks work, why the six feet? Well, if the six feet work, why the mask? If they both work, why the vaccine? If they No, why the lockdown? Uh, why the lockdown? If the lockdown works, why the vaccine? If the vaccine works, uh, why all the disclaimers? You know? Why, well, yeah. All these different things. He makes a very good he point. He makes an excellent point. Uh, I also now want to play uh, one other thing before we get to our main our main story. Um, but first, I wanted to cover one other thing. And there's a lot of hope. 
There's a lot of promise. KYW News Radio breaking all American all Pennsylvania COVID-19 migration orders except mask wearing to be lifted at 12:01 a.m. on Memorial Day. So mask wearing will be lifted once and this is the kicker, 70% of Pennsylvanians get their vaccines. And how are they going to know that? Well, 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 they'll have statistics, yes. So, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll yeah, they yeah. have, they have health. Okay, care then records. Tim Swain writes this, and this is an important one. This is what I was actually looking for, and I found it. <clears throat> it says, Tim Swain, breaking: Minnesota Senate on a 34-32 vote passes voter ID bill SJ-173, requiring photo identification for all ballots. That would be game over in the last election, in my opinion. If you're reading this, follow me. You won't regret it, he says, Tim Swain. Uh, Basically, Minnesota Senate GOP passes voter ID requirement. So he's very happy about that. Cat Turd writes, the GOP has absolutely no future with Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy in leadership roles. And Tim Swain also wrote, breaking. Now, this is is even a bigger one. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I thought Kansas was red, but apparently their their governor's not so red. Mm-hmm. So it says, breaking, Kansas legislature overrides governor's veto of HB 2183, one of the most sweeping election integrity bills in the, in the nation. The bill is now law. So Tim Swain was talking about this one as well. I want to read to you some of the key points of this Kansas legislation bill. The legislation bans ballot harvesting. Hooray, right? Prohibits electioneering. Bans private funds from being used to administer elections, i.e. Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. What Zuckerberg and Facebook did in the 2020 election. Also prohibits state... Now, this is the biggie. Yeah. Prohibits Secretary of State and governors, like in Georgia. Yeah. From making... And like in Pennsylvania... From making emergency changes to election laws. That's huge. Now, we need a bill like Kansas in every state in the union. And we won't lose another election. I love that. All right. So, um, oh, and then he says here, Bill Gates, we need to be able to track Americans with vaccine passports. Also, Bill Gates in lieu in the wake of his mm-hmm. divorce. Please respect my privacy during this difficult time. Now I wanna I wanna I want you to hear what real leadership sounds like. Um by the way, um there's a post that I posted up on the Twitter. It talks about Georgia and Pennsylvania being separated by only a minuscule amount of votes, but yet six hundred thousand votes had no chain of custody. Yeah. And all these different statistics that indicate the disparity could have been in the millions uh, in Georgia and Pennsylvania, if not millions, somewhere close to a million votes could be successfully challenged and thrown out in races that were separated by 65,000 in Pennsylvania and 20,000 or less in uh, Georgia, 12,000, I think. And in any case, I want you to listen to some things that are going on in Europe. There's two. This woman is a rock star. Now, this is how, um, uh, who's my favorite uh, 
Brexit guy, Nigel Farage. Nigel Farage, yes. All right. Well, he came from the European Parliament. Right. I want to play these two clips, and then after this, I promise you, Leonora. Yes. We're going to get to that article that we're going to be talking about. All right. So this is a woman named Dr. Hannah Newman. She's actually a Green Party person mm-hmm. in the European Parliament, mm-hmm. all for human rights and things like that. But you know what? When it comes to her brand of you know, because where's the ACLU? If the ACLU really stood for something, they'd be standing alongside President Trump. But they're not. They they sell out. This is a woman that actually puts her money where her mouth is. And she talks about uh, these human rights uh, in uh, China and also with the EU budget. I want to take a listen. Because this woman named Melissa Chan said, Our solidarity with the U- Uyghurs and the democratic movement in Hong Kong has to be more important than any potential economic benefit market access could have. Could have, And Dr. Hannah Newman, since she did this speech, wrote, and now apparently the CAI is suspended. Never mess with the European Parliament. Now just take a listen. We need leadership like this in America. Dear colleagues, First of all, I think we need to talk about language, because these are not counter-sanctions. The European Union has sanctioned four Chinese human rights abusers. Chinese has retaliated with sanctions on individual members of different parliaments, with the whole Human Rights Committee, 27 PSC ambassadors, and quite a number of think tankers. This is a regime arbitrarily shooting a shotgun targeting our freedom of expression, our freedom of research, and our rights as members of parliament. So I think it is important as a consequence that we also are very clear in our response as the European Parliament as a whole. As members of the Human Rights Committee, we can no longer travel to China. We can also not invite Chinese experts to our committee because they would equally face sanctions and we cannot rely on the work of think tankers because they are banned from going to China. So when it comes to the Chinese agreement on investment that China wants us to ratify, we may be able to discuss the economic dimension at length, but we are kept by China from discussing its effects on human rights. And I am not willing to let a foreign country dictate me how to do my job as a member of parliament. And I don't think any one of you should accept that. And I'm not sure if we're clear on that across the board. So as long as any one of us is under sanctions, I think this parliament should refuse to even start discussing the CHI, let alone ratify it. Because our commitment to human rights, our solidarity with the Uyghurs and the democratic movement in Hong Kong has to be more important than any potential economic effort, any potential economic benefit market access could have. Thank you very much. Well, well, this is uh, Dr. Hannah Newman, and she has more courage, and she's so articulate there. Uh, CAI is C-A-I. It's, uh, it's basically a, 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 tree, a, a, a deal that they're, they're striking with China. But you see all the different dynamics going on there. And, you know, this is the kind of hardball play 
that Trump had going with China. But China is walking all over Hunter and, and Joe Biden because they got him by the short hairs. Uh, here's this woman talking about uh, budgets. And again, we're spending up to $30 trillion in debt now. This woman, same woman, Dr. Newman, talking about a particularly different subject. Member states of the EU uh, spend more on defense than on EU budget. Still, billions of dollars of EU budget go as subsidies to the arms industry. Now, look, I don't necessarily think that I agree with this woman on everything that she stands for, but we need leaders like this um, uh, to stand up and make a case because this isn't Ocasio-Cortez speaking here. You know what I mean? She's making, at least she's making perfect sense of her arguments. Dear colleagues, the defense budgets of EU member states are actually higher than their allocations to the EU budget. So if member states want to develop arms together, they really should pool their national budgets. But apparently capitals decided to waste 8 billion euros from our EU budget for subsidies to the arms industry. And my colleagues from ECR, EPP and Renew are apparently just too happy to support that. So the least we can do now is to make sure that the weapons that will be developed with this money do not end up with dictators. And that actually is also your job, Mr. Breton. Because according to the not much heard of, Article 22.4 of the European Defence Fund regulation, the Commission has a right to object to the export of EDF research results to a third country as no such export should contravene the security interests of the Union and its member states. Or, in less technical terms, the Commission has a say in arms exports resulting from EDF-funded projects, and that's why it's time that we set up an EU-level arms export control system the very same day we spent the first euro from EDF-funded money. Because we have seen far too often in the past how national mechanisms of export control fail in cases of multinational armament projects. Thank you very much. So, you know, she doesn't want these arms to be found in the hands of dictators. That makes sense, right? All right, Leonora. um, So we're going to be talking about our main subject today. You You want me to start? Yeah. Okay, so there's this great piece by Joel Duffy over at The American Thinker, and the name of the article is, If You Dig Down, Permanent Masks Make Sense for a Lot of People. And his premise is that, using the teachers as an example, uh, teachers benefit from masks, and the reason why they benefit from masks is uh, they, you know, they're paid on a contract. So as long, and the only way that you can get, uh, you can refuse to do your job and not get terminated for insubordination is if you have a fear for your safety. So teachers, by wearing the masks, are symbolically showing that they have a fear for their safety. And that helps their negotiating position. That gives them the ability to renegotiate. Now, the uh, article goes on to talk about how the same holds true for um, medical professionals, uh, the people who work in the hospitals, even the doctors themselves who can do a lot of diagnosis now um, without having to actually see the patients. They can do electronic diagnosis. And then, uh, you know, then it takes it to the unemployed who, by symbolically wearing the 
mask again. It, you know, it's uh, they feel safer taking the check from unemployment than going in and applying for a job where you would have to physically be in the office in person. So, uh, you know, and then, of course, it ends with a comment about uh, masks have always um, have always been the uh, province of thieves. And, you know, and the author gives an anecdote of how he saw a woman in a store putting something in her purse and she's wearing a mask and she doesn't even feel any remorse or even try to hide that she's stealing something. I mean, again, the cameras will get you eventually, but the mask gives you a little bit more, forgive the pun, a little more cover before they do. Wow. Yeah, I, I've I've been getting that impression that this mask thing has has too many perks. Yeah, associated with it, and you know, and that's, that's where funny. Biden's wearing it. Hey, look, uh, hasn't there been a problem with the burqa and explosives in Paris? Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, we don't want you wearing a burqa in this pizzeria or in this um, bank. You know, there were basically like um, that whole debate over w- whether to wear burqas and hiding behind the shield of your religion. Right. But then people within your religion are using it to camouflage themselves when they're actually, you know, strapped with body explosives as a suicide or no homicide bomber. Yeah. You know, th- this kind of thing's been debated for a long time. And the masks, in their own way, are embe- are emblematic of a religion, uh, you know, a different type of religion, not not a, a theological well, eyes religion. Eyes wide shut, a cult, a cult, something like Remember that. Remember that movie, yeah. Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah. Everybody again, had a mask. Everybody had it. Well, they wanted to hide their identity. It was a cult. It was a cult. It was a secret society. Secret society. And again, you go back Skull to and bones. You go back to the um, masked balls and everything, where people were hiding their identity because they could act in a different way if people didn't know who they actually were and you know and then they have these jokes about you know the women switch positions you don't know who you're talking to you're wearing a costume you're wearing a mask and this has happened for a long time i mean that's all right and i've been saying this since the beginning too that you know i think it's so unfair that you know a kid walks into a, a, a fast food store and some thug tears his hat off his hat and throws a soda in his face. And we've all seen that video yeah. in Arizona. And that guy, I don't know what happened to him, but not much. Um, but you wear a red hat and you get clobbered by Antifa over the head with a pipe. And yet we have libtard friends of ours that act like um, Antifa doesn't exist or it's a myth. Anybody who tells me that, I think is just a total idiot. And the thing is, is that because just ask the mayor of Portland, he's being threatened right right now by Antifa. And the video doesn't lie. But the issue is, if you wore a red hat to, you know, and I know this for years, back in 2004, I think it was, I put a sticker on my car. I didn't put Bush... um, you didn't put Bush, uh, what was it, uh, 2004? <laughs> who, was who was his running mate? <laughs> it was Cheney. Oh, yeah, Bush Cheney. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had to think about uh, it, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, I put a yellow ribbon, support our troops. Yeah, and I did the I do the blue ribbon for the police. My car got keyed. Yeah. My car got egged. Yeah. And I had a Lexus. Right. Okay, at the time. And it was a nice car. Got keyed, got egged. Yeah. And they took the magnet... Which yeah. said, support our troops, a yellow ribbon. Yeah. And they put a black 
uh, uh, barbed wire, barbed yeah. wire uh, magnet on it, and something about being a prisoner. Uh, it wasn't prisoner of war; it was something else. Yeah, but but it was a long time ago. Anyway, the point is, I in Philadelphia at the time chose not to put stuff on my car that were, was going to get me in trouble. Well, well, that's exactly. So I put a it. USA sticker on my car, and that was as far as I would go. And I think that even caused me some trouble. But what I'm saying is, if you were supporting Trump, you put a red hat on, you could lose your job, you you lose your place in line, you could be attacked, assaulted from behind, a whole host of things. And I know too many people I've talked with about the wearing the red hat. And people would say, I just don't want to get in any trouble. I don't want someone attacking me from behind. I don't want someone sucker punching me. And I've had even some people say, because I don't know what I would do in return. If someone sucker punched me, I might go home, get my gun, and kill them. Well, well, the thing is, people don't know what people will do once provoked. And so they don't want the trouble. And they don't want the trouble. But do, you know what? They don't get any trouble with the mask. The, and the, and mask, the mask basically says, I support Biden. Well, because mask, I'm a zombie. Well, the mask says I follow. Well, the way I interpret the mask, and I've said this many times, is the mask says I follow. What well, in the, the rules. beginning? I'm going. I'm going to the beginning when the science wasn't settled. When the science wasn't settled, exactly. And now at this point, I got to tell you, you know what I do now? I put on the mask when I'm required to wear it. But there are certain places where I take it off. I don't wear a mask when I go up and down. I'm the and last ask. person to put my mask on. I'm the last person to take my mask off. But I, I mean, ju- I'm the first person to take my mask yeah, off. I, like, if I, I wear it only when I absolutely need to. Well, and I thought, you know, and I respect other people's perspective. And I think that's important to take into account, too. But if I'm going down an escalator or doing something where I feel my vision could be obscured, I take the mask off. I'm, I'm just, you know, there's, there's certain there's certain things that are not that are common sense to me. Well, in common sense, yes. And you know what? God gave you that common sense, yeah. right? Your yeah. parents taught you common sense. Common sense. My parents taught me, listen, to, like with everything, with the Bible, with uh, politics, with leaders. So why do you with, need the government t- telling you what common sense is and is not? Well, you don't. But the thing is, if you're part of... Why do you get banned from Facebook if you question it? Why do you? That's the, because they're trying to control you. Yeah, absolutely. but I think you, you know, the, sometimes when you join a group, there's some rules you have to accept, but there are others you don't. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you on. Are you coming back tomorrow? I think so. All right, that's good. <laughs> Feels like it's been yeah. too long. We need more Leonora. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do that. All right. Well, um, uh, that brings us to the end of our Scott Adams show. And my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Cravetta. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye, bye, everybody. Town in Tennessee, a long way from the suits in DC, but close enough now to see this mess. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. They grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper, just to bury my kids right up to there.